Welcome! Y saludos, amigos! A nuestra presentación, Revenge of the Pod, where we talk about all things nerd culture, movies, shows, pop culture, even some sports, and a bit about ourselves. I'm your host, Luigi, and this is my co-host... Jason, what's up, everybody? Glad to have you back. We're excited to have you with us today, guys, for another great episode. Uh, you're getting some concession stand out of us. The trailers are a little more heavy today. So you're gonna get a you're gonna get a few of them, a little bit of conversation from us on that, and we do have our feature presentation, which is I think Jason, you can agree, it's gonna be kind of a double, like a double it's, episode. TV yeah. Land, TV Land is gonna it's gonna bleed into our feature presentation, which is Last of Us, of course. Uh, it, I, I am fully obsessed now, Jason. Uh, we're through episode three now and i can't wait to talk about episodes two and three it's, it's been amazing so far so now we also have the oscar nominations out so we're going to talk about a few of those movies because we have been watching these movies all year so we definitely want to weigh in on did they get it right what do the nominations look like right now what's missing what's not missing uh, and uh, what are we going for and what's nominated that we haven't seen. So now it's like, oh, we need to go, we need to go catch that if we can. It's on the watch list. The award show. Exactly. Uh-huh. It's on the watch list. Um, okay. So let's get into it, man. How you been, Jason? Uh, I've been good, man. Uh just kind of uh recovering from um a little sickness that I've had. Uh it's been <clears throat> it's been awful, man. I have the worst headache I ever had in my life. I was pretty much out of commission on Monday. Uh, we are recording on what uh, the twenty fifth today. Uh, yeah, I, I felt like shit um, this past weekend though. It, it was pretty cool, man. You know, watched some football, uh, smoked some burgers on my Traeger. Oh, bro, smoking burgers, man, pretty good, man. Not gonna lie, not gonna lie. Uh, highly recommend. Um, That's interesting. I have never done that. I'm definitely interested in how that looks. Yeah, dude. Uh, we. I think I, I had it at the temp at like 225 for about like an hour and a half and um, half of the, you know, an hour and a half. Like, so what, 45 minutes into the cook, I flip the, the patty and then just let it cook. And that's all you got to do. You literally don't flip it. Well, you only flip it once so it can cook on the other side. Uh, so okay. was, I like I was kind of tripping out for a second. I was like, do I need to flip it? Do I need to like look at it? But like they were, they were just like, no, yeah, just. Just do it like that, and uh, it came out really smoky, and it was pretty good, man. I highly recommend it. If you, I mean, if you like that smoky taste, <clears throat> oh, you know I do. You know I do. <laughs> and then, uh, and obviously, watch some football. So, I mean, I was, I was really happy with the, you know, the outcome of things, and I know you weren't. And uh, I'm, I'm sorry, Luigi. I'm, I'm sorry, my friend. Uh, I, I can't say I'm sad or mad for you. I'm a little happy. I know. I'm sorry. I know. I know. I know. I'm, I'm happy with the Cowboys losing, uh, but I am sad that that you know it's it's your team. So ah, you know, <laughs> it's just every Cowboy fan can say this. It's just been the same thing every single year. Hey, what do a what a what a Cowboys fan say every year? Hey, next year's our year. We them boys. We got this. Fuck you. We still them boys. <laughs> now, I don't know if you know next what? year's our year, but we still them boys. 
Yeah. Well, see, and, and that's why I like you as a fan. Look, I don't hate the Cowboys. I really don't. Um, it, it's the fans, dude. Uh, they're the most annoying fans out there. And, and, <laughs> I don't know, man. When you're on our side, uh, there's some pretty annoying. Like Niner fans are the worst, and then losing to them on dude, Sunday, no, no, no. I was like, oh no. You guys are you guys are ten times worse. Trust me. <laughs> Just because there's but, more of us, that's why. Well, you know, okay, I'm a Lakers fan, dude, and at least I admit it. Like, yo, Lakers fans are the worst. I'm a Laker fan, and I know I'm. I know I'm a shitty ass fan because uh, you know we have all these championships and we just have a a, a great fran not a great franchise right now but you know just everything that we've accomplished and there's just so many Laker fans out there that everyone just hates them so I get it but like at least I know that people hate us and I understand why people hate us Cowboy fans are like oblivious it's like no no we're we're the greatest we're gonna win the Super Bowl this year blah 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 and blah blah, blah, blah. I was like I was like dude guys just admit that you guys are shitty fans. And just admit that you guys haven't been to an NSC championship in over 27 years. You know, like just we all, we all admit that. You, you, That's for sure. We're and, very mm, aware. I don't know about that, man. I, I talked to a lot of fans, and everyone's like, hey, "Why is everyone on our dick?" And blah blah blah. And blah, blah. like, dude, it's just because exactly, well, exactly how you're acting right now is exactly why we hate you guys. Like, just just admit that you guys suck for once. And yeah, obviously, be prideful for your team. I mean, I'm prideful for my team. I'm always going to cheer for them, but. Sometimes you need to just humble yourself, and I, I feel like Cowboys fans don't do that sometimes. All, sometimes, all the time. Minus you. Again, I'm not including you in this. I don't hate the Cowboys. I hate the Cowboys fans. I hear you. It's just it's weird <clears throat> because all the Cowboy fans that I regularly talk to, like we all we all know. You know what I mean? Like, I don't, I guess I don't know what they say to other people, but we're always like, yep, yeah, same old shit, same old fucking Cowboys. Yep. Yeah. Oh, I mean, this is uh, gonna happen because yeah. it always does, you know. Yeah, I also grew up in. We also grew up in Texas, El Paso, where oh. it's just it's just very obnoxious. So, <laughs> what from what I hear, I, yeah, <laughs> I think that's where my head, my hate build up. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so, but anyway, anyways, man, I hate football. It's a stupid sport. I hate it. <laughs> I don't even. Know. <laughs> uh, no, no, but to go on what you were talking about earlier with the smoked burgers, man, I definitely got to try that. Like, I didn't know Dude. you could smoke burgers. To be honest with you, I was like, I don't know if that's a good idea. Bro, you saying I, it I'm could a, work? I'm gonna yeah, try. I'm, I'm gonna send you a video, and uh, I really like them. Uh, Jimmy liked them too, and then uh, we had one leftover burger. Uh, she didn't finish it. She recooked it, and she's like, you know what? I like the regular burger better, which is fine. I get it. She she doesn't really like that smoky taste. Uh, oh, know, okay, we talked okay. about it, but uh, I really enjoyed it. But also, uh, there's I was looking at more videos and stuff like that. I was like, you can actually cook a regular burger the right way, you know, not the right way, but like if you don't want that smoky taste, just higher temp. Obviously, that makes sense, right? Higher temp yeah. so it grows it faster, so you don't have to get that smoky taste. So, uh, I'm gonna try that in a few days to see if uh, if that works. Uh, so I'll let you know. I'm, but uh, yeah, messing around with the Traeger, and I'm very happy with it, dude. <laughs> I'm gonna try that out. Um, yeah. I was gonna say I I tried out a different recipe. So, <laughs> and I'm sure she doesn't mind me saying this. Uh, Gabby was teasing me for a good while about how. So there's some flavors that I I love, bro. Like I can't get away from them because I just Same. always want to use them. Mm-hmm. And she's like, you cook everything either spicy as fuck or yeah. Puerto Rican as fuck. And I was like, 
I don't. My bad. I don't... You're right. You are fucking right. I do because that's what I like. So I tried something different. I tried something different. What were you gonna say? I mean, spicy as fuck and Puerto Rican as fuck. I don't see anything wrong with that. Yeah, no. She says it's good. She's like, it's good, but it's always the same thing. And I was like, damn. I mean, damn. you know what she you call, like, so you. She called me a one trick yeah. pony, God. I ain't no one trick <laughs> pony. You know what I'm saying? Like, what? All right, so, so what, what did you do? <laughs> so, <laughs> so I was, uh, I was messing around with more what I would call white people flavors. Uh, shout out to my, my white listeners. You guys know what I'm talking about. So I used mustard, white wine vinegar, celery seed. Um, I used what, salt and pepper. I did use a few other things, but I'm going to keep wait, those wait, to I'm myself. Not, I'm, not to, I'm not trying to offend my white listeners, but that's way too many flavors. That'll <laughs> just salt and pepper. No? But that's all from their world. That's very European shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I messed around with that, and then I used, uh, oh, I also used uh, butter honey. Not butter, not honey, butter honey. Like honey infused with butter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As well as plain white, or plain white, plain Greek yogurt. To like keep it on the pork, you know how it like sticks on, and then the marinade Ooh. like sinks in more. Um, it gave it a hell of a flavor. Um, the only thing is, uh, I couldn't tend to the grill for as long, so it dried a bit. But if I would have been able to turn it earlier, it would have been it would have been not too bad. Where'd there were there were some issues with the charcoal; it wasn't heating up the way it uh. should. Yeah. Go ahead. Where, where'd you Where'd you get that recipe from? I made it up. Oh, you just you just did it. Yeah, I mean, like, I just used. Yeah, I just used flavors. I mean, I always look up different recipes to see what I want to borrow from them. Uh, but I always have an idea in the back of my head that I'm going to work with, so I see if it can work with my idea. And if it does, then I borrow a few a few of like the ways that the recipes look, and I just borrow those ways and. Kind of infuse them with what I do, and oh, then yeah, I man. tweak it from there. All right, but yeah, man, right. came out fucking good. I uh, <laughs> I also made this like uh, buttercream, like garlic herb buttercream that I like sautéed some onions with, and then I used the rest of the marinade to put it on top. Cream. So then I would top the the pork chops with the onion, well, with the onions that already had all those flavors. So good. Anyway. <laughs> talking too much food. Talking too much food. Yo, uh, totally. You said buttercream, and all I could think about was a rush hour two. Uh, when uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, right? Jackie Chan and uh, Chris Tucker, they're trying to find uh, suits, and uh, they go, ah, what, What's the actor? I forget his name. Um, it, and they're like, Hey, I, I, need, I need to find a suit, and the guy's like, all right, I got this for you guys. Uh, buttercream, buttercream. You don't remember that scene? No. You know what I'm talking funny, about? Oh no. man. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like the 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 gay dude. He's trying to like, yeah. They're just trying to find a suit. If you guys seen Fresh Shower too, you guys know what I'm talking about. But anyways, that's that's what I thought about when you said buttercream. Uh, buttercream but yeah, buttercream. yeah, yeah, yeah. Buttercream, <laughs> buttercream. Uh, anyways, uh, moving on to some just uh, some sad news. Uh, for me, uh, Rick and Morty, uh, Justin Roiland. Uh, the voice actor, also part creator of Rick and Morty. He voices Rick and Morty. Uh, he got let go due to a domestic violence case. Now, it hasn't been... He hasn't been charged yet, but... Um, 
it, it's not looking good. So, a, a, you know, Cartoon Network slash Adult Swim decided to, uh, you know, cancel the contract they have with him. Yeah. Um, but they did mention that they're going to continue on with working on season seven, that the writers are working hard to continue this. Uh, so it's still going to happen. My guess is that they're going to look for uh, people that can impersonate Rick and Morty to the best and the fullest so they, they can continue on and doing the show because they, they were there's a, you know, a contract. I don't know how the contract works, but there's supposed to be 10 seasons, uh, I think, if I'm not mistaken. And immediately when I saw that, I was like, damn, this sucks. Like, I already knew that some of this was happening, so I didn't know where Adult Swim slash Cartoon Network was going with it. Uh, but the first person I thought was on TikTok. His name is Sean Kelly. Uh, he was known as Morty Says. Uh, he Since then, he has changed his name to Sean Kelly Says. But that dude is the best impersonator for Rick and Morty. He literally sounds like Justin Roiland when he's talking normally sometimes. Uh, but he can impersonate every character that Justin Roiland has impersonated. So Adult Swim, Cartoon Network, here's my um pitch for him like you guys <laughs> like honestly like just just sign him uh because I, I think they'll be all right you know justin roiland obviously is a writer and i'm sure he has a, a lot of creative um you know things that he you know he's very creative but you know I, i'm sure he's been talking with other writers and stuff you know and i'm sure they can keep the show going hopefully hopefully well uh but yeah i don't know it was just it was just a very, it was very sad news, and uh, I hope they can keep it pushing forward because that's one of my favorite uh, animated shows of all time. So, yeah, uh, it sucks to hear, man. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I told you, but he also had recently, well, not recently, a few years back actually, there was a video that resurfaced of him that is the reason Gabby doesn't watch too. So they were like, I guess yeah, it's, that's some I heard weird about things that. coming out about that guy, but yeah. I hope. I hope that maybe it's just a misunderstanding, but if it's not, then I hope he gets the punishment he deserves. Yeah. And then just keep it, keep it moving on, you know? So it's unfortunate. All right. Moving on to better things. I saw some trailers, Jason. I was watching me some trailers. So for Paramount plus chemistry of death. Now this is, a gritty forensic crime drama style and it has the guy from oh my gosh this is gonna kill me it was a showtime show it had um my gosh i'm blanking here he comes out in 40 days and 40 nights help me help me josh harnett it had josh harnett he was the wolf man it also had the love interest from Casino Royale. Oh, I don't know her name, man. Eva Green. Eva Green. So it had Josh Hartnett, Eva Green, and then it oh, also she was also had... in uh, Sin City, right? Was she? Eva Green yeah. was in Sin City. What? Yeah, the first one, I think, or the oh, second I one. Didn't, I didn't even. I didn't even realize that, man. Penny Dreadful. Oh my God, the show is called Penny Dreadful. Sorry, guys. It took us a second to get there. That's that's my apologies. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm just an old man now. That's why I'll just blame it on that. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> so there was an actor that played Victor Frankenstein. His name is Harry Treadaway. 
and he's starring in it and it looks good it looks like you know when you see ncis and all of those uh, yeah csi miami whatever it may be yeah, it yeah. looks like that mixed in with like maybe something david fincher style or gosh ozark Ooh, style a nice like a little twist like, you're like oh like all that intensity Mm-hmm. that's what it's looking like so if it looks as good as the preview or if it works as good as the preview it could be a show that could be very compelling uh, and the actor does a pretty damn good job as as victor frankenstein and penny dreadful i cannot recommend that show more it is a horror show though guys just so you know but chemistry uh, of death okay yeah chemistry of death check it out paramount plus it's going to be coming out fairly soon from my understanding uh another one that i saw so Listen, Liam Neeson just found his niche and it is playing gritty action movies. And he is coming out in another one that's coming out actually um, a little less than a month from now called Marlowe. And apparently it's based on a book in the 1920s and he's hired to find a woman's former lover. And then he gets embroiled in all these different uh, these different things that are happening around the investigation. It actually looks very good. What's funny is like I'm just like yo Liam Neeson. It's like you still play, you still playing <laughs> you still playing these roles over and over. And the whole cast is pretty stacked, man. Like it's got Jessica Lange, Diane Kruger. Shout out in Glorious Bastards. That's the best scene in probably my opinion. And probably any of Tarantino's movies. Uh, I would put it up there at the top. The basement scene? Yeah, that basement scene is fucking oh, amazing. Amazing. Fucking amazing. We, you know what's funny? I was I was just watching a TikTok video and an interview with um, Quinn Tarantino. And he's like, yeah, I didn't, I didn't mean for it to be 40 minutes long. But I just couldn't. I didn't feel like I couldn't cut anything out from that scene. And this is like some of the first time that you meet any of these characters. Like you don't know who they are. And it's right, dude. Like that scene, I was like, "Whoa!" It was forty minutes long. Like, there's no way that mo- that scene was forty minutes long, dude. By the end of that movie, you still remember some of those characters, and that's the only scene they're in. It's amazing, dude. Like that. It's this fucking great. It's a dialogue. great scene. Gotta love the dialogue. It, yeah. So shout out Diane Kruger. Oh, yeah. uh, she's coming out in it as well. Uh, lots of familiar faces. I'm not going to go through the whole cast. We're not doing that right now, uh, but. I'm interested in seeing it February 15th, man. <laughs> Liam Neeson, don't miss, man. I was I wanted to make fun of him, but I was like, God, it still looks good. It still looks good. I'll still go watch it, Liam. I don't uh, know. I haven't seen a lot of his films like uh, Grey. Was it Grey? The one with where he's fighting wolves and shit? I never saw that one. I've never seen it. Honestly, but I've I will. I'd be either. down to see it. You've never seen Taken? No, oh, bro, that's Taken. A, that is a dope movie. You should You should definitely watch that movie. Wow, you've never seen Taken. I, I never know. seen it, my friend. I know it's a suspenseful movie, thriller type thing, action. It is. It is more action than anything else. I'll say that. All right, yeah, I'll watch it with my dad when I when I'm hanging out with him. Then I guess. Oh, dude, I'm sure has he's your dad seen. Oh, I'm dang. pretty sure he has. As I was about to hey, say, dude, your action? dad's gonna fucking love that movie. Yeah, yeah my dad's like action. Yeah, I'm all for it. Let's go. It's fucking dope. And they take his daughter. Your dad has two daughters. Shit. Oh yeah. Easy, easy. Yeah. Um, anyway, so check out Marlowe, February fifteenth. Liam Neeson, Jessica Lange, 
Diane Kruger. Um, next one that I was interested in, and I'm sure it would interest you, is The Foundation, which is based on the book by Isaac Asimov. Uh, book is the same name. Now, it's these five stories that are interrelated, and they're short stories in the book, right? I don't know how that's going to look in the film, but it's supposedly founded by a psychohistorian to preserve the best of the galactic civilization after the collapse of the galactic empire. Now, this, this book, this novel, changed the way sci-fi works. It also created the archetype of a galactic empire, which directly influences your favorite, man, Star Wars. Huh? Uh, Star Wars? It, What's that? It influenced Dune, which is another influence of Star Wars. Well, uh, and Hitchhiker's um, Guide to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy as well. Yo, little side note: um, George Lucas was influenced by Dune, the books, and so oh. a lot of similarities, like a lot of the stuff, like he took from Dune. But and I think Dune was from, like you said, that galactic. Um, the foundation. One? The foundation. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. So I'm I'm pretty sure all similar but yeah uh it's known that george lucas was like yeah i love dune and like i based a lot of that stuff from it because i love those books and the guy that wrote dune was heavily influenced by the foundation yeah i thought exactly george lucas had also read some foundation but that's interesting i think so yeah i think so but yeah i I, like from my understanding from what i've read articles and stuff and interviews um he loved dune and i think he took a lot from that as well and just created his own thing and you see how much uh, reverence he has for like uh, samurai culture, like the shogun culture. You see it with the Jedi, right? It's and, like, very West- fucking obvious. Yeah. Not only that, and like also like uh, the Western culture too. A little bit the of mixture of everything. West, uh-huh, yeah, the uh-huh. old Western culture. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you guys are fans of those, the Foundation is going to be coming out on Apple TV Plus. Yeah, I'm I'm interested because I'm like, okay, but that's going to be coming out later. I just thought you guys wanted to know because they already put out a trailer for it. I'm like, oh man, it looks like, you know how Apple does it. It looks like it's got money. Doesn't look as oh, good yeah. as Rings of Power, I'll tell you that. But it looks like it's, it's got a lot put into it. That's not coming out to September though, so that's that's a ways away. Um, bro, did you see the sizzle reel from Netflix that recently came out? The sizzle reel? No, I don't think so. Bro, there were a lot. I I didn't even. I'm not even going to mention all of the movies, but it showed obviously a clip of you people, which is coming out. Oh yeah, you uh, people. What January 27th? Yeah. So by the time yeah. you guys hear this, it will have already been out for a little for about a weekish. So Jonah Hill, Eddie Murphy, you know. Uh huh. It but it showed the preview for Rebel Moon. I don't even know what that is, man. Oh, so Zack Snyder had an idea for a Star Wars movie, but it was very, like, adult. It was not for kids. And as you know, Star Wars, except for Andor, which I'm like, yeah, it's not really for kids. Andor is not, it's not made for kids at all, but it's a fantastic show. Anyway, uh, he had one that was, like, very gory. It had nudity. Oh. It had all of these things. And obviously, obviously, Disney did not want to pick that up for Lucasfilm. Lucasfilm wasn't going to pick it up, whatever it may be. I remember it now. And so Netflix bought the idea. That movie's coming out uh, this December, man, and it showed some clips. Dude, it looks like it looks like a, a space fucking opera, man. Like it looks like an adventure. So I'm excited to see how big in scope it is, how much action was he? Because you know what, Zack Snyder, you can get mad action. If he gets good writers, 
he can make an amazing film because he knows how to shoot. That makes sense. He knows his way around a camera. He does. He knows the technical part. It's the storytelling. The shot scenes, those iconic Mm -hmm. shot scenes. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, for him, (laughs) it's the storytelling that he struggles with, which is why Dawn of the Dead was so good. Yeah, he directed, but he had... He had James Gunn and he had J.J. Abrams writing on that fucking movie. Of course, it was going to be a good movie. Um, But anyway, I I hope this is one of those occasions where he has some good writers and Rebel Moon turns out to be something really awesome. Uh, It looks absolutely crazy. Can't wait to see what they do with it. Now, I wanted to give a shout out to another film on that sizzle reel. So you're a Stranger Things fan, right? Oh, yeah, of course, man. So Millie be crazy Bobby Brown, yeah, Millie Bobby Brown is coming out in a movie for Netflix called Damsel. No idea what it's about. At one point, I'm pretty sure I see her either fighting or running from a dragon, and then she's coming out in one of those old school like fairy tale frocks from the medieval times, whatever. Oh, I saw uh, that one. Like yeah, damsel, I, damsel in distress kind of thing. Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. assuming they just took out in distress because she probably has to solve her own problem, right? She's, she's like, probably not, not in distress. Like, she's <laughs> yeah. probably gonna get this. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She looks beat up, so I think she she goes through the ringer. It looks like it could be like an action comedy. Uh, I'm excited. Now, that sounds fantastic. You know what I mean? Uh, I'm just a fan of Millie Bobby Brown. I think she can do really good things. She's. I think she's going to grow into being like an amazing actress. So I'm excited to see that one. But that again, these guys, these are all going to be later on this year, except for you people with Jonah Hill and uh, Eddie Murphy, which I'll probably watch. I like both of them. I think they're both funny, so. Uh, oh yeah i'm excited for that this one again i also don't know much about it's called pain hustlers coming out around halloween with emily blunt then we they, we got a slight preview for the killer which was cool so I was, I was excited for that and bro i'm hearing some things that this is not in the sizzle reel but netflix could be making a bioshock movie dude uh that's a game, right? Yes. Never played it. Oh. Yeah, dude. Tell me about the game and the movie now. So what is it? Give it to me. Give it to me, baby. I had to do it. I had to do it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the game is you start off, you're on a plane, and you're headed somewhere you're not sure where. The plane crashes in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. Uh, you survive but everything is on fire obviously you're in a life raft Um, you see this giant tower in the middle of the ocean and then you're this is nighttime right and it's all lit up like it's got lights around it like it is it is massive and it's very easy to see you've never heard of this place but you start swimming towards it because obviously you're gonna drown if you don't as you make your way around the fire from the fuel of the jet, the jet fuel coming out that's setting, setting a blaze, you make it to these steps that are like going down into the water, pretty much like for anyone who somehow made it there. Um, and you go in, there's a doorway. It's got a grand hall with two stairways that go down and it just starts getting darker. And you start seeing um, these signs that talk about Andrew Ryan the grand uh, creator of the world of rapture. And that's this place that you're about to go to. And so you keep going down and it talks about 
uh, the constraints of the world of man. And it's pretty much saying like, in essence, it's telling you governments have rules here. You can do whatever you want. You can be the entrepreneur that you want to be. Um, if it's illegal, we don't care. <laughs> you know, as long as you're pushing the limits of humanity. And so you're going down, you get into this pod and it starts, it starts taking you down deeper into the ocean. And as you're getting closer, you start seeing lights come up everywhere and it's an underwater city. Obviously it's like there, there's um, all of the buildings are like waterproofed. Right. Right. Uh, But they look like, it looks like a strip, like a, a skyline pretty much of, of this underwater world with all these different creatures running through and you get in there and you start figuring out like where the hell you are and what's happening. And there's a revolt happening. Um, There are some people doing terrible things down there, obviously. And one of the biggest features of the game is that you get these things called plasmids and plasmids alter your DNA and give you, essentially they give you like powers, right? Different powers that you can use uh, throughout the game. I don't know if they will continue to use that if they make a movie, because I feel like that would be hard to translate, but you know, stranger things have happened. But anyway, so you start seeing all these different weird things that are happening in this world and you start getting to the bottom of it and it's all connected in this, <laughs> in this crazy way that takes it all the way back to a place that you were not, you didn't see coming. It's a great story. It, it's, definitely it makes you question the choices of your character and whether or not what you're doing is your choice or not you know what i mean because we're i mean when you're playing a video game it's the whole idea is that you are making choices here um i mean yeah and when we're playing video games we usually like to make the uh the risky choices let's uh be real right we're like oh should you kill this person or not i was like yeah let's let's kill him oh (laughs) i'm the one that wants to get like and wants to get 100% save everybody. Oh, you want to be that moral person. Yeah, <laughs> yeah every game I'm like... I guess that shows us as characters, right? <laughs> Jason. I want to watch the world burn, you know? Yeah, yeah. You, you are the Joker to my Batman, I'll say that. <laughs> that's hilarious. So, yeah, so this that, that's how the game starts out. Like, it immerses you into this world. Dude, the visuals of that game are... It's an older game now, so it doesn't look as amazing because the graphics aren't there. But at the time, it was amazing to watch. I was like, this is really interesting. And it's very, it has its own grit, but it's weird. It's got a a sci fi feel, but it's obviously like, because it's also based back in the day. This isn't during uh, our time, it's like the 60s. So it's got kind of a retro feel, too. It's it's got a lot going on. And I, I really enjoyed the story. I thought it was very. Uh, it kept you on your toes because it's a bit of a it, it's not a horror game but it is a horror game if that makes any sense like there's a lot of areas where it gets yes very very suspenseful you have things popping out at you all the time and there's creepy weird things happening um i'd like i like to imagine that some of these people would have been in the purge but yeah that's that's essentially what the story is about i'm not gonna tell you more because i really think you should play that game uh it is on it xbox is, game pass i it might be on xbox game pass actually it is a much older game at this point yeah, i'll check it out yeah yeah it's a, it's a fun game to play and i would like i would lit- i would watch you play that like if you 
if you got a one of those streaming accounts, I'd get on and watch you and just talk to you while you played. Um, but anyway, they're making a movie, or hopefully they're making a movie. I don't know too many of the details. I'm going to get back to you guys, but I'm really excited if this comes true. There's <laughs> definitely at least uh, script writing and ideas being thrown around. All that for a maybe. <laughs> <laughs> well, because the news here is that they've got they've got Francis Lawrence uh, directing for the movie. So we have a director and okay, it's got okay. a writer. But that doesn't mean that movie's going to come out. You That's know true. what I mean? So I, I'm, I'm excited, but I don't want to be let down. Yeah, I mean, cause... like Bat Girl was made, like yeah. completely made, and it just it's just we're just not going to see it anymore. <laughs> yeah, at so, all. Yeah, at we all. We can't decide if it was bad or good because we have no idea. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, the good point. Good point there. That's a that's a good reason why I don't want to say too much because I'm like this movie. People have pitched this movie a few times and it never got anywhere. So we'll see. If anyone will do it, I assume Netflix because they're down to yeah. make anything. Them or Amazon. It, they right. should maybe uh, take over Alita too. you know? Oh my god. Amazon, take over Alita. Talk to, talk to Disney. No, never mind. Disney doesn't do that. <laughs> no, they won't. Uh, they, they won't. You know what I think though? Like, but see, all those Avatar movies are still going to come out. James Cameron still has editing and all this work to do on like five sequels. Yeah, but like, give the movie uh... to someone else, James, and let them do it. I don't know if it's because if it's because of you or if it's because of uh, Disney, but somebody make those movies. Yeah, we're, we're definitely getting off topic, but yeah, I just, <laughs> I'm just thinking like, come on, there's all these other game concept or like CGI type films, like just made me think of Alita too. I was like, just, just give this, give us, give us what we want. Oh, man, yeah. that, that movie. So good. But anyway, so that's all I have for me. Bioshock was the big one for me. And then seeing the rebel moon and the killer trailer, uh, lots of interesting stuff. So. All right, sweet, man. So I'm going to keep it into the video game world. Uh, just a quick update. Uh, GoldenEye, no, I don't know if we talked about it on our pod, but definitely in our group chats that GoldenEye was going to be coming out to Nintendo Switch. Didn't know it was going to be coming out on Xbox Game Pass as well. But uh, we can, uh, you know, a fan favorite from the N64 game is going to come out on January 27th. Uh, it's going to be available on Xbox Game Pass and Nintendo Switch. And, you know, just one of those very those first uh, first person shooters that we all enjoyed and loved, you know? Yeah. All of us. Yeah. Uh, oh, you, you're not a fan. Oh, you didn't like it. No, I, I never had an N64 deck. So I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. you never had an N64. <laughs> no, I had a Whoa. PlayStation, but not an N64. Man. Whoa. I'm sorry, bro. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I was like one of the best consoles out there. Uh, I'll argue to this day. Anyway, all right then. Well, I'll keep it moving on. Keep it moving on. All right. Uh, obviously, we wanted to talk about our future presentation is going to be the Oscar nominations. But obviously, when the Oscar nominations come out, we want to talk about some of the Razzies that came out. And I just want to highlight this one. <laughs> uh, Tom Hanks. He got nominated for two Razzie Awards, guys. Not one, two. One for Worst Actor in Pinocchio. And one for supporting actor in Elvis. And I think yeah. he should win both of them. 
<laughs> yeah, it was not his year. Huh? Uh, Disney's Pinocchio. Yeah, Disney's Pinocchio, not uh, Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio. Um, Guillermo del Toro's yeah, is amazing. That got nominated for best animated film. Yes, yes. We'll not. We'll get into that later. But uh, I think you should win both of them. Honestly, dude, uh, Elvis would have been a great movie minus the editing and the cinematography was good, but the editing and how they made it awful, which I'll bring up into it with later down the road. But um, I feel like Tom Hanks really ruined that movie for such an amazing performance by Austin Butler. Um, Well-deserved too. And he narrated that film too, man. Like, oh, this is so awful. I can't believe it was nominated for best picture. Tom Hanks really made it that bad. So. Yeah. And it did. I did also hear that the movie kind of, seem to lose direction at times oh a lot a lot of times but like i think the reason why i got nominated for best film and like a lot of the nominations that it got was just because austin buller was that good man uh I, I, we'll, we'll talk I, we'll just cut it there and we'll talk about it later of course into our future presentation mm-hmm. but that's all i want to say about that uh, and i know you got stuff to say too so we'll just leave it <laughs> at that we'll just leave it at that um, so l- 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 let's just move on to our TV land and just something that we're very excited about. Um, HBO Max just uh, keeps hitting us with some good shows, man. You know, <laughs> they know what's up. They know how to create like that. The water cooler show. You know what I mean? Like the one that everybody wants to talk about. They <laughs> they got the they always have that show. They always have that show. You know, what's funny. Like, I, so I didn't play the game, but you guys were super hyped about it. And obviously, man, I'm a fan. I'm a huge fan of Pedro Pascal. I am. Yeah. Um, and when you guys told me, it's like, yo, this is probably the best game I've ever played. It's a, it's a zombie movie. I was like, all right, it, it's hitting everything for me. I was like, all right, cool. Pedro Pascal, zombie movie. I was like, HBO Max is taking it. And, you know, just like, all right, cool. I'm, I'm going to watch at least the first episode. If I don't like it, I'm going to stop watching it. We end, uh, Jamie and I ended up watching it. We're like, oh, yo, that was, that was good. Episode two, that was badass. Now again, I've never played the game, so like I don't know how like I don't know how excited you were when you were watching this, or like how true it is, true it stays to the game. I know there's a lot of stuff that they they change, right? Obviously, yeah. Like, dude, I didn't know those. Uh, should I go too far? But when when they see those zombies that can't see, like clickers, yeah, the clickers, dude. They that thing that was fucking stuff? dope. Yeah, the little. Right, but like they, they can't see, they can only hear. You got to stay quiet. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, dude, that scene was dope. Uh, Jamie was like covers on her eyes, like because she obviously hates horror movies. But yeah, yeah. Uh, she's like, I gotta watch that. I really, she was enjoying it. Did she uh, at least look at them the to see what they looked like? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. But uh, okay, I, okay. there's there's times where I'm like she's like, can I watch? She's like, yeah, yeah, just watch. She just doesn't like the jumpy parts. You know what I mean? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So, dude, it's because the. The practical effects they used to make those clickers, they look better than the game. Like they look, I'm like, oh man, that's what it would look like. That's that's what it would look like as a fully realized dude. They look like fungus type zombies, bro. Like it, yeah, like dude. It's just like, <laughs> you know what I like too? Like, um, so right in the first episode, right, they did that little scene of like they're explaining like how fungus can maybe take over someone's brain, right? The doctor, mm-hmm. the doctor, and then we go back to 
in the, in the start of episode two, right? There's a doctor that gets taken as like, hey, you got to check this out. And then she's like, you got to nuke the whole city. Like she's researching this. Like, I don't know if that yeah, was part she's of the all game. bomb the city. Bomb yeah, no, yeah. those that... intros in the first episode and the second episode, I feel like have been amazing exposition. So they're not part how of the fungus spreads. No, no, wow. that's all. That's all written by Mason, Craig Mason, right? Well, I really Chernobyl like that, guy. I, yeah. Yeah. That that's dope because yeah. I mean, as a person that didn't play the game, that's fucking like it just like it helps explain it, but also like how serious this is, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, it was just crazy. Like, even the doctor knew is like, yeah, just there's no hope. You got to bomb this fucking city. Yeah, it's just like, a, and you know what? It's funny because it is a bit misleading because there are antifungals, right? Like we actively have them, but we don't have many. It's true that our options are fairly limited, uh, right? And fungus can actually survive at temperatures that are higher like all, all the way up to 100 i think it's like 160 degrees so uh yeah the, I, the possibility yeah, some, some is already driving hot temperatures yeah yeah whereas in the show they say like oh over 94 they're yeah. already doing that they just can't survive in people right now um and even at that i mean there are foot funguses you know what i mean like there are funguses that that survive in people so it's just like oh my god what if that ever fucking happened? What would we do? And the way they described that the yeah, like it the, kind of freaks me out. <laughs> yeah, the, <laughs> the network of fungus that like communicate with each other—that's a thing. That's a fucking real thing too. Like there are giant fucking funguses that can do that in certain like forests or rainforests. Yeah, where like, you see them and they know God. where you're at. Like, oh, oh man, God, that was a. I felt like that was a great addition. I'm like, ah, oh, that was extremely clever to change from the game because in the game there are these spores that just like go out into the air and but the only thing is they, they were saying that they didn't think it would be believable that spores just congregate in one place when we live in a world where we know covid does not do that either right you know what i mean like i feel yeah. like that was the comparison they were trying to like make in their head they're like well they know covid doesn't do that like bacteria just flies around in the air that's why we're safer outside yeah um so I think there are like people are probably too aware of that. It would only work in like enclosed spaces, and that's true. It would. Uh, they they tore some stuff right from a ton of stuff again right from the game, dude. Uh, they go through the museum in the game. They have they have props in there that you see in the fucking game. Oh, that's sick. Yeah, I was like, oh my god! Like they had a, a British a British soldier uniform from back during the American revolutionary days. Mm-hmm. They have that in the game. In fact, they have that in a secret room in the game. So it was just funny that I was like, Oh my God, they really, they, they went into detail. The scene where she's, where she says that was scary. This is wood. And she just crosses that plank. That's like on two skyscrapers straight from the game. Straight. From oh the game. yeah. They had that one scene. Like, yeah. After they got rid of the clickers, I was like, yeah, I don't mind walking over this now. Yeah. Yeah. Straight from the fucking game, dude. Uh, her her appreciation for the view of the city. It's not written the same in the game, but they have the same moment. I had just so many things. Tess's spoiler alert, spoiler alert, everyone. Tess's waiting a couple seconds. Death is uh almost the same as the game there's there's one huge difference though do i knew she she got 
I knew she got bit. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Right. I was like, right all when right. she runs off, uh, her ankles hurt. I mean, yeah, in the game, like, go, go. I thought her ankle. Well, I didn't. I didn't think she got bit on her fucking collarbone. Like, I thought she got bit on her leg. Yeah, because she said her ankle got twisted. Yeah, I I would have assumed the same thing. In the game, uh, God, I can't remember if I guessed it or not. But that is same. It's in the same spot and everything. Uh, Yeah, yeah, and she dies in the Capitol building. The only difference is she doesn't blow it up, and it's not zombies. Uh, It's actually like the they they call them Fedra, and that's what's created that like quarantine zone in the in the Boston area. They were okay. trying to hunt them okay. down for killing that soldier because they found him. In, in the game, it's very different. Like They had already called for backup, so they were heading over there, so they knew they were going to find the bodies because oh. they, like, they killed like two of them. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, it's a little bit more bloody, more action. You're, you're not only fighting against the zombies, you're fighting against um, <clears throat> humans too. Yeah, it makes more sense in the game, whereas in this, like, the zombie part was... I think it was a very interesting way to do it. And then it showed all of those like fibers coming out. The, oh man. Out of their I mouth was, and that, I was that fiber going into their mouth. Yeah, dude. I was like, out, dude. I was I was like, like dude, no, turn on the lighter. No, no. Sacrifice yourself. Don't let it do it. You know? I know. And then you just see the lighter not flickering. Yeah, I was like, come not on. And you're like, come on, dude. Yeah, dude. That shit was crazy. Oh, dude. Amazing. Uh, amazing second episode, dude. Loved it. Yeah. I, I just felt like it introduced the zombies so, so, so well. Like, you understand them, except for one type of zombie. They haven't shown that one yet. Uh, I can't Which I'm wait. sure we'll see. You um, will. You will. <laughs> well, let me ask you this. So, so far, because obviously I'm loving it. Uh, so is Jamie. But we never seen the, the game. Do you, are you enjoying it? Uh, even though, like, it maybe obviously, like you said, it's it's doing a lot of stuff where it, it's taking a lot from the game, but also like, like you said, doing different things. So are you enjoying it personally? Like, is it, is it meeting your expectations? You know, Halo. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> um, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, seriously. You know what? I, it's funny. Cause I love Pedro Pascal, but I was worried. I was worried about him playing Joel uh, because Joel is in the game, a white dude. And I was and like, it's an this... accent. That's what I heard. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, if this doesn't work, like that's gonna suck, because uh, you know, Clasa is gonna get some hate. <laughs> so I was like, please work, and he he brings the essence or the elements of the character that matter the most okay. to the character, but he he does it in a very different way, and I I can relate to it more than I could with the character from the game, because the character from the game is like just a badass, so immensely angry. Like at the beginning, to a point where you're like, "God damn, bro! Like you are fucking unapproachable." Like you need chill. Like, yeah, like god damn. Well, yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously he's angry because of his daughter, and like there, it's been 23 years, bro. And he thinks like there's no hope for this, and I'm just trying to survive. And I don't get who gives a fuck about anyone. So yeah, I, I would understand the game, you know. Yeah. Whereas in this one, like he's still very angry, and he has a lot of animosity towards her. But it's like a more believable version of it, I guess. Yeah. And uh, also but, at the same time, it's also a little girl where he has some feelings towards that, you know? Mm-hmm. Obviously that flashback with the, the cop that he had in the first episode, like made so much it, sense. I'm still, glad they added it that. It still affects him. Yeah, it still affects him to that mo- you know? So Yeah. 
you know, so like obviously he's gonna have a connection with this girl, but yeah, obviously she's a you know, she she she's uh, very opinionated <laughs> to say the least. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he, I think he's gonna really love that because I feel like the one episode and the very few time that we got to see her, uh, his daughter was very opinionated too and really cared about him and took care of his dad a lot. I was like, oh, did you forget the cake? Because like, come on, she got upset with him. So she's she was very, you know, very opinionated herself, his daughter. So I think he's gonna see a lot of his daughter in her. So he's going to, obviously, daddy instincts are going to come out. Uh, parental instincts are going to come out and just be like, I got to, you know, they're going to have a special bond. You can already see it. I don't have to play the game to know about it. Uh, it's just going to happen. And you can you see can it right see away. the connection yeah. already forming, even yeah. though they don't generally like each other yet. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's, see, that's one of the things in the game that I'm glad you can still see in the show. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's a, definitely a part of the game. Like, he is annoyed with her. And she doesn't, she's just like, fuck you. I, she's like, fuck you to everybody, right? Yeah. <laughs> but you see that play out in the game and how it like slowly starts working uh, to get them closer and closer together. And I'm glad I'm seeing the same thing in the show. Very well said, Jason. Appreciate that. Dude, you should, you got to play the game. You I know, play the game. it's going to make me want to, dude. I, I'm, I might have to drag Jamie and be like, hey. I'm gonna tie these up to speakers, and we're gonna. I'm gonna play Last of Us, and you're just gonna watch me play it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it Isn't is that a word? Will that work? No. Or do you no. think she'll slap me on the face? Um, no, she wouldn't. I slap think. Me. I think she she'll. Like, you should have her come in on certain parts for sure. Yeah. But like when you're doing the actual gameplay, like it's pretty fun. You have to do a lot of sneaking around, or, and I know you're gonna like that shit. I got this right here. Bring my Xbox to the living room. I'm like, hey, you can sit down on the couch, watch your TikToks, but I'm going to play the game in front of you. And you can look at the screen every once in a while. And if there's something epic happening, I'll be like, hey, yo, this is right here. This is going on. Well, you got to you gotta play it on a PlayStation, man. Oh, that's right. Hey, yeah. Cole, if you're listening, let me borrow that PS4, dog. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth it. It's worth it. <laughs> uh, but yeah, guys, I glowing. I, I do feel like the second episode in some ways is better than the first episode. I thought I, it was way better. My my personal the, opinion. I guess because I love the game so much, the introduction, so it hits really hard in the game. Like you're mm. you're kind of shocked. Whereas I don't know how you felt when it happened, but uh, in the game because you're in it, right? Like you're playing the character, you're trying to I escape, think, so you're like in the moment. It felt uh, like The Walking Dead for me. Mm-hmm. The first episode felt like The Walking Dead for me, so that's why I was like. It was still intense. Don't get me wrong, but I was like, oh, "All right, I've seen this before." Yeah, no, it. Uh, I mean, it plays out almost exactly like the game, but yeah. you're, I guess I guess you feel more invested in it because you're playing the characters. Right, right, right. And obviously, obviously, dude, I that's just how I felt love with, that uh, intro. <laughs> that's how I felt with Jedi: The Fallen Order when you haven't played yet, when the new game's coming out in March. So, I mean, let's, but we're not we're not going to talk about that. We're talking about. <laughs> fair enough fair enough uh what i last few things i will say about episode two um just the the woman that plays tess fantastic job fantastic job like she plays a better version i liked her in the game bro yeah she plays a better version than in the game is it the same person um i know there's a few characters that that voiced the Last of Us characters that played their original selves. I don't know if she's one of them. 
Okay, well, if she is, makes sense. But if she's not, I, I feel like, God, she, she just, she brought elements of the character that I could have seen in the game where I'm like, oh, that's still consistent. But it just, it, it makes her more interesting. Made it stand so, out a little bit yeah. more. I like that. I like that. Yeah, shout out to, to her. Uh, but moving on to episode three. But before we move on to episode three, just want to say my condolences to the family of our condolences to the family of Annie Wershing. Uh, just noticed uh, she does not play Tess, but the video game Tess did die uh, at the age of 45. So she has just recently passed. So um, condolences to her family. Uh, you know, it's a hard time. Whenever you lose somebody, it's a hard time. So yeah, and I'm sure I mean, she would have enjoyed the performance in episode two though yeah I'm, I'm sure she was watching the first two episodes at least uh, so that's very unfortunate or maybe hopefully like they let her watch the whole season right you know you know i feel like they let some people do that yeah I maybe so hopefully you know it, especially if they found out she was like battling cancer so damn that's a that's a bummer right <laughs> i know sorry yeah. but um <laughs> all right we're gonna move forward to last of us episode three uh, episode three takes a bit of a different turn, Jason. It takes it takes a bit of a different turn. In fact, it's a pretty big departure from the video game. I'll tell you that. Like, can like are a lot different. There are elements that are the same. Obviously, characters are the same. It sounds like their dynamics can be similar, but well, let's just get into it. Spoilers alert, guys! Once again, now. In the video game, Jason, I'm going to tell you how the video game goes, if you don't mind. So, in the video game, it's a pretty big departure. First of all, they get to meet Bill, right? They get to his town. Uh, Ellie meets Bill. They have this constant back and forth where they're talking smack to each other. Bill played Uh, by Nick Offerman. By Nick Offerman, yes. Yeah, Not in the game, obviously. Not in the game, though. Yeah, but they're constantly just picking at each other because they don't like each other at all. Uh, no, Bill and Ellie. Oh, really? Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 He's like, what the fuck are you doing? And she's like, fuck you, man. Pretty much, you know, just very uh, trying to fight everybody attitude. And then Bill just hates everyone. So he's talking shit all the time. Yeah. In the game, you actually get stuck in one of Bill's traps and you're like shooting zombies while Ellie's trying to get you down. And Bill helps you out and he pulls you through and it's this whole chase scene. Um, and then you get through parts of Bill's town that have been overrun to try to get a truck battery to get a truck running. And once you get there, uh, the, the battery's missing. And so you have to keep running out of where you are and you go through all kinds of crazy stuff only to find Bill's partner, Frank, uh, in a house. He hung himself. That is correct. Yeah, awesome. In, that, that that's the scene that I saw on TikTok. Yeah, and TikTok. in his in his letter, <laughs> uh, in his letter, it pretty much reads that he uh, he he got bit just like Bill said he would, and but he said that it was better than spending one more day with Bill. So, yes, better they were than spending one more day with Bill. Yeah, so that's a pretty big departure from what we see in the show. Because Bill reads it and he's hurt by it, but he still helps you guys get your truck going and get out of the city. In this case, it's a very different one. 
Yeah, he also insinuates too. Like when he chops him down, it's like, "Who was that?" He's like, "Oh, he was my partner." Yeah, you know, but very clear. That, that's yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's it. That's all you get. Yeah. So, well, in on. this one, in this one, uh, it starts out with Nick Offerman's version of Bill hiding in his basement, in his second basement, after the military is trying to clear everyone out. Uh, which, by well, the way, you see in oh no i guess that's not the beginning then yeah no yeah can we talk about that uh that one scene with joel and ellie uh, they're walking he's like oh let's take another route i don't want you to see this she's like why yes and then she <laughs> sees all the bones of people it's like these people weren't infected were were they and he's like yeah they weren't and then like <clears throat> you just see the clothes like the the clothing from the, all those people from 20 years ago um and their bones just like you know, pretty much like look like they were all mutilated because people, you know, the government was scared of anyone being infected. And the best way to control infection, right, is to pretty much uh, create a genocide, right? Well, Joel <clears throat> says it best because she's like, why did they kill them? And he's pretty much like, well, you can't be infected if you're dead. Yeah, exactly. So that that scene was very powerful in itself. And then the moment and then it's like zooms into the bones and the clothing of people. And then it just goes back to 20 years ago and those people are alive and showing them like them just trusting the government and the, the military like of where to go, not knowing that they're just about to get annihilated. And then, you know, they're clearing out the whole neighborhood where, where Bill lives. And like you said, like he knew he kind of Bill's a doomsday prepper. Right. Or well, a survivalist. Yeah, yeah. Right. He doesn't like to call himself a doomsday <laughs> prepper in, the, in that yeah. scene. But yeah, he's he's in his basement looking at these cameras. He has all these cameras hooked up. He has a, tons of weapons just ready to go like he prepped himself for the apocalypse and good for him right just what what he was able to do and like he just he was he didn't seem sad that the apocalypse has happened he was kind of like all right yeah all right this is happening it cleared out let me go do my thing uh and uh fortify my my neighborhood uh so no one can get in uh and be ready for these raiders and stuff right um Uh uh-huh so that was cool, and uh, dude, the, the whole time when I was seeing th- this whole scene and the mannerisms, the montage. yeah, yeah, it's just like everything of like, yeah, him going to like the Home Depot, getting stuff so he can fortify his stuff, and just like building like, oh, you know, you know, place, you know, like trap booby traps, so like if zombies comes or people, different people come, um, he's he's ready for it pretty much, and all the, I, all I could think about was like, yo, this is Ron Swanson from Parks and Rec. You know, that, that's how I feel Ron Sansa would be like in in um in in an apocalypse. But uh, a few things changed uh, a little bit after that. So I'll I'll let you take it from there. <laughs> so from there, I mean, he spends a good amount of time on his own. He is apparently a very good cook, uh, and as we'll find out very soon, a piano player. But he finds yeah, he has a garden and everything, right? Yeah, I think it's what four years later. Uh, he finds someone in his trap and it is a man named Frank. And so he, Frank pretty much convinces him to feed him. And so they're eating dinner and Frank is almost getting ready to leave. He's like, hold on, let me play a tune. And then he plays, he tries to play Linda Ronstadt. Well, even before that, he's complimenting on his, on his cooking. He's like, yeah, how do you know how to pair a, a rabbit with uh, this type of wine? And uh, uh, Ron, right. and Ron mentions he's like, I'm not who I'm not that type of like I I, I look I, I look a certain way, but I'm totally different. 
And he said, I know I don't look like the type. And yeah. He's like, no, you do. Yeah. And uh, so just complimenting him and stuff. And he's like, and he's very, you know, kind of bonding with him. But Frank, uh, Bill still seems very standoffish and just but like, do I trust this guy? Scared, What's timid. going on? Yeah. Very, very scared. Very timid. Yeah. Which just strange, which I felt like kind of strange. I, I kind of felt the tension, uh, in my opinion, in that moment. Uh, and then you said they go to the piano. Mm-hmm. And, and so uh, that Linda Ronstadt starts. Well, he starts trying yeah. to play Linda Ronstadt, and then Bill's like, "No, no, 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 no." And he's like, "All right, well, you play it." And he plays it in a much slower. Um, gosh, I'm not a music guy, so he plays it much slower, and the song sounds with very with meaning to slow. it. Yeah, yeah, like he his emotions were definitely in that in that song. Yeah, uh, the music people. Let me know what that is when they slow down a song and it sounds a lot sweeter. Um, but he starts playing it that way and Frank asks, who's the girl? And he's like, there was no girl. There is no girl. And Frank says, I know. He puts his arm on his shoulder. Obviously, uh, that's when Frank pretty much reveals to him as well. Like, I know you're gay. I am also gay. And they pretty much, like at that point it just starts moving forward a little more quickly, right? Like they go three years from now, seven years from now. Right. Yeah. Yeah. They and, go, uh, and it just shows their love story. And it's honestly, man, it was, it was a very good love story. It was a very good love story. I was yeah, like, they, dang. Yeah. They show like them fighting and stuff. Cause Bill obviously trusts no one, but Frank's like, we got to move on. Like we can't just live in this apocalyptic world. We got to have friends. It's like, yeah, it was like, we're, we're the only friends that we have. Like Bill's like, no, I'm happy like this. <laughs> It's we like, will no. never have friends. There yeah, it's are like, no, no we, friends to be we, had. <laughs> yeah, we, we got to have friends. And sure enough, who would they befriend? Joel and uh, Tess. Joel and Tess. Yeah, so that was cool. They came to, it's like, they're, by the way, they're coming for dinner. That was cool. You know, just like, hey, these people are literally trying. Yeah, there's it's it's an apop- apocalyptic world, but still people are still trying to, like, all right, we got to do, take the most of it because they're well-fortified area. You know, it, it's just, um, and they're just trying to be as normal as possible, right? Uh, you know, play the piano, sing songs, uh, plant your own garden, live your live your own lifestyle, but and not let the whole apocalyptic world take over and be just, uh, you know, sad the whole time. You know, they're trying to they, they're trying to make their own life out of it. Uh, so I really like that. Um, yeah, it it reminds you like people are still human, right? Like normal human things happen in this world. I think that was what was nice. That's it, kind of a, I mean, it's episode three, so I didn't really need a break from the zombie. But overall, like having a show that's a zombie show that takes a break from the apocalypse to tell you like, hey, people are still people. They still fall in love. They still go through struggles together. They still get old, and obviously they still die together. Um, that was pretty. That was pretty nice to see. I thought it was a good little, good little sit, sit, sit. Oh my god! <laughs> a segue. Yeah, I was gonna say segue. Then I kept trying to say like segue instead of segue. I was like, okay, I am literally just messing myself up to try to mess <laughs> up the word. Yeah, but anyway, there's there's just a lot of moments in that scene, you know, where he um he's taking a. Bill running and he shows like I gotta show you something I got a present for you and like he shows him that it's like I traded one of your guns um so I can get some strawberry seeds and that's the first time they had strawberry strawberries in a, a long time but people you forget those moments right like how you know I haven't had strawberry in ages and you just had that moment and that like uh and then uh 
Bill laughs, right? But it, it reminded me again of uh, uh, Ron Swanson's like little giggle, like when uh, <laughs> like actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I can't do it. I'm so, so yeah, yeah. <laughs> Classic, dude. But it, it was just those moments where we're like, wow, they're really depicting love and those little moments that you cherish with a partner. Um, in apocalyptic uh, setting, I thought it was beautiful. And then the, and then right, they fast forward what uh, another. 20 years to catch us up to the present and we find out that frank he's sick and he's in a wheelchair now and <clears throat> he's not gonna make it and he's already kind of like is coping with it he's like I'm, I'm gonna die but like i'm gonna die in my own terms and he tries to convince bill like hey let, i want to go out with a bang i want you to i want you to you know let's get married let's you know, let's just have one more good time together. I don't want you to remember me like this struggling. I want to go on my own terms. And uh, Bill's like, no, I, I cannot do this. Like you're, my, you're the only reason for my living. Like I used to hate, I was like, I was happy when uh, the apocalypse happened. Like I was, I like being a loner. I had no purpose to live. And then you gave me a purpose. I thought that was beautiful. So oh, I know. And in his letter to Joel. Oh, oh, yeah. And so, you know, they, they do their whole little fancy thing and uh, they go through know, their perfect day together. They get married, fancy and, dinner. Yeah. And Frank, it, you know, he, he drinks his wine. Like he, he's like, all right, cool. I'm ready. He crushes up the pills so he can have a peaceful death. <clears throat> and then he drinks his wine and then Frank immediately drinks his wine. And he's like, what are you doing? And he's like, uh, and he's like, wait, did you poison the whole bottle? And he's like, yeah. I was like, I'm gonna go with you. Like, I was like, that's it. You were my only reason for living. Like, I, I can't see my life without you. So I, I, I have to go with you. Like, there's this, this is going to be the greatest moment. Like, you know, this is going to be the happiest moment in my life too. So I only see it fit if we both die in each other's arms. I was like, damn. Yeah. I thought it was beautiful. What he said, uh, it's like, exactly I've, said it right. I've lived yeah. a life that's full. I'm content. You know, yeah. the, I've, I've gotten what I wanted. Uh, you gave me purpose and i'm like man and then obviously frank after it he's like i should be upset but that is so incredibly romantic and it was (laughs) it really was was. i was like damn that that is romantic he's like i'm good my life is done without you like you are you gave me a reason to live yeah and obviously they both he what does he say about the wine body he's like did you put pills in the uh, in the wine bottle too he's like enough to kill a horse and they yeah. both just start laughing a little <laughs> bit <laughs> it was uh, it was a nice story man it was sad but it was very nice to to see that they you know they got to live a full life together even if it was kind of lonely at least they lived it together right. and then of course in his letter to in his letter to joel when they finally get to his town it's pretty much saying like you need to do that to test and i think the letter hits hits him yes for Tess, but it kind of reminds him of why he needs to protect Ellie too. Like Ellie is his current purpose, and that's going to be something important moving forward. I wanted to ask, you saw the scene where Ellie finds a walker, like well, not a walker, <laughs> a, a runner in the basement of one of those sections, right? You remember right. that? Yeah, yeah. She goes down in the basement and she sees a. Uh... This, is, or... this was another departure from the game when she cuts him before she kills him i couldn't tell if she was like curious yeah or a sadist. Yeah, yeah i was like 
where are we going with this? If they turn her into a sadist, I'll be pretty disappointed with the show. Um, but if she's curious, that does that does fit her character. It's just a pretty strong that paired with the way that she looked at Joel killing that guy that almost killed her, the soldier. Yeah. Just makes me feel like they're trying to go the sadist route. And I'm like, I don't know if I like that. I, 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 I hope it does it, but I feel like, so she, she was born after the apocalypse. Right. So she doesn't know any lifestyle prior to that. So I think she's just curious. Like, it's like, all right, well, what's going on with all this? Like, so I think she just wanted to cut open to see like what was in there before. Does it bleed? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just kind of trying to figure it out because there was also a moment where she's in the truck, and Joel's like, "All right, they they well they got a truck from Bill. Thanks to Bill, he's like, you're welcome to take everything. Shout and out. supplies, toilet supplies, paper, shout out, <laughs> TP, all that stuff. They were able to take a hot shower. Um, yeah. So and then he's like, "All right, put on your seatbelt." And she's like, "What seatbelt?" Like she felt like she was in a spaceship. Like yeah, look, she look, says that playing it's around like with the mirrors. Shit. Yeah, it's like she's never been in a car. Like she doesn't know that the world that was before the world they knew. So I and think she's just way, curious. That, so that spaceship line is an Easter egg for those of you who played the second game. Oh, oh, nice. Okay, cool. I didn't know that. So yeah, I haven't yeah. played the game yet, but um, yeah, I, I hope it doesn't go that route. But I think uh, if I'm getting a benefit of the doubt, that's what I would say. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Because you know, think about it. You're she's a what 14 year old, 13 year old kid. You're curious, dude. And you know, this that's this is the only lifestyle you knew. You just heard about these zombie things because she's always lived in the QZ her whole life. So yeah, I think she's just curious about like what these creatures are, you know. And when you're a kid at that age, even though it's a zombie apocalypse, you're you you feel kind of also like empowered, right? And you, you can't you can't die from that bite. So like she kind of feels like invincible, and that's kids that age feel that way right so i i don't know i i think uh maybe not play too much into it and hopefully it doesn't go that route yeah i'm uh, hoping so too it's just yeah. the, if if they're trying to leave breadcrumbs i'm like fuck don't leave those yeah. breadcrumbs like that dog. Don't I, tell I, me I feel this. that i feel that but we'll see i mean overall i thought the episode was fantastic it was it was really good um for me i could have used a little more action there was one scene where raiders try to get uh, through into Bill's town, do they get I, burnt alive? Yeah, dude. I was I was hoping there was like a lot more like shooting. Like I mean, we we saw burning bodies, right? But you I, know like, what? It a is. little bit more action, right? You but, know what it is in the preview <laughs> for the episode. They made it seem like it was going to be like a big battle, and Joel and Ellie were going to come help. And that's yeah, not what you uh, get. So that's you know, not what you got at all. Careful with those previews, guys. They are. Deceiving. Clearly misleading. Yeah, they're clearly <laughs> misleading. I was a little let down, even though the episode was great. If I had known this, I'd be like, all right, cool. Um, but yeah, overall, great episode. I can't wait to see episode four. I'm, I'm excited to see what they do with episode four. They're going to run into Raiders, according to the preview, of course. So the Raiders, if it's in the same city, it's in Pittsburgh. And that's a huge, huge portion of the game. Like you go through sections of Pittsburgh. First, it's the city, uh, and you fight tons of them. Then you go into the sewers, and then you go into the suburbs. So it's it's a big part of the game, and it's got a lot of memorable moments. I want to see how they play it out. I think this part of the show is going to be the most uh, similar to Walking Dead, 
because you'll see a lot of people fighting and if it'll feel like people chasing down you know in walking dead the crew the group always felt like they were being chased down by a larger group yeah that is what this is going to be it's going to be like two of them possibly more people if they introduce those characters immediately Uh, but most of the time it's going to be the two of them for this Oh, and uh, they they did announce that um, after the <clears throat> I want to say a, a couple of days into the second episode's release date, uh, they are green lighting. It, it's going to happen. Season two is going to happen. So oh. yeah, we're getting to season two. I, I think you know with the ratings and the views, like it's just like all right, yeah, this is great. Like we're green lighting. It's happening. I kind of hope they cut the first game into two parts, but the the way that the pace is going. It Unless seems like they, it's all season one is all the, the first game. game. Yeah. yeah, but what I will say is, they could definitely this next section they could they could really slow it down because it really does slow down here. Like you spend a lot of time in Pittsburgh, so that them getting out of Pittsburgh possibly could be the end, or at the very least going into the sewer. No, no, no. Them yeah, getting out of well, Pittsburgh could be the end of the season. I, I mean, what whatever. Um, they could uh also do a lot of flashback episodes too, you know, kind of like or like side quest with uh, a lot of the characters that they maybe run into, see their type of lifestyle before would, they met up with Joel and Ellie. They could do a lot of that stuff too, you know. I would love that too. You know what I want an episode of? I would really like an episode of uh, Uncle Tommy. I want to see what Tommy has done because in the game, oh, his brother. His brother, yeah. Yeah, yeah. In the game, they're gonna go look for. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, in the games, you don't know where. I mean, you you're told about things that he did, but not, you don't see it. You don't play as him. You don't see what happened. In, yeah. And so it's been could, a while. They could do a whole spinoff to see where he was at. And in a few episodes too. So it, it's all, they have a lot of room to work with. Like, all right, all right. It's not just a video game. We can go tell other characters stories, like maybe not so important characters, but like, all right, what led up to Joel and Ellie meeting them here at this moment? What were they doing prior to this? So it's, there's, there's always a lot of room for that. So. Still waiting for how the fireflies were formed, too. I feel like that's going to be closer to the end of the season, but we'll see. Exactly. Yeah. You got that storyline, too. So I, I'm like, I'm really enjoying it, man. I honestly like borrow that PlayStation dog, play the game. <laughs> no, oh, yeah. Do, you know, it's funny. I, I went to uh, hang out with Cole uh, this past weekend. <clears throat> and, uh, yeah, he was going to bring me his PS4, and he's like, oh, shoot, I forgot it, dog. I was like, nah, don't worry. Next time I see you. <laughs> so, ah, damn it. Oh. <laughs> um, but yeah, man, overall, great episode, dude. Yeah, no, that that was that was fantastic. You got to play the game. Uh, second season, if it's the second game, my God. The second game is damn good, too. It is damn good. And it's just, it's a continuation of, this story but it's also you know a good sequel does its own thing and it really does uh while it ties everything together ah there's a lot to look forward to all right guys we're going to end it there for episode three we're going to move on into our oscar nominations in part two episode part two for this week which is going to be all based on the oscar noms so join us there uh we'll see you on our next episode yeah, episode will come out real soon after that, guys. So tune in. Uh, we're almost caught up with all our summit episodes. So uh, hopefully by this time, everything will be all caught up and we're gonna just going to go into our regular scheduling. Uh, so uh, thank you for being patient and uh, thank you for listening. Love you guys.
And we'll see you later this week on Revenge of the Pod.